Welcome to the Live From Rest podcast, episode number 17, in which I'm joined once more by Father Giles Lascelles. And on this occasion, we explore the practicalities of meditation. I am Steve Smith, your host and the author of the Live From Rest app. In this podcast, we take time to explore the ancient art of being. We created the Live From Rest app because we needed it and we think you might need it too. If you haven't done so already, do make sure that you go to the App Store or to Play Store and download it today. Discover meditation rooted in the way of Jesus and a life of peace with freedom from anxiety, worry and strife. So I'm now gonna play you a recording I made just a few days ago with Giles using Zoom. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Giles, well, it is so good to have you back again on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, you're very welcome. And it was wonderful having you on our podcast before. Anybody listening to this for, and they're hearing Giles for the first time, you might like to listen to Giles on episode 11 of our podcast when he talks about the place of meditation in recovery from trauma. So Giles, Steve, we're going to talk about meditation today. We are, yes. We are indeed. There, there, there might be people listening to this, they didn't hear you last time. Do you want to just say a word or two about what you do with your trauma recovery? Okay, so I uh, I run a charity called Breakthrough, and um, we work with survivors of trauma, um, adult survivors of trauma, um, all types. Um, we offer therapy, we offer other support services. Um, we often use mindfulness and meditation in our work with people because we found that it's a great help to survivors of trauma to help them to begin to stabilise in their feelings um, some of the the distressing uh, things that they experience as a result of the the trauma that's happened to them, often when they were young uh, or sometimes later in life. Wow. And you have written a book, haven't you, which we've talked about before. Do you want to just... I have, yes. I've uh, I've written Breakthrough, The Art of Surviving, and it's, uh, it's all about... Um, how survivors and those supporting them can help to recover from uh, the trauma that they've experienced. Wow. And it will be available from various bookshops? It's available from all good bookshops. It's available on our website, which is uh, traumabreakthrough.org. That's all one word. Um, We have an online shop there that you can buy that and other things. Uh, or any good bookseller, it's on Amazon. Uh, you can get a Kindle version. Yeah. Um, it's pretty widely available now. Brilliant. So many of the people who are watching this or listening to this will be in other countries, so they can at least get it on the Kindle, can't they? Which is great. They can get it on the Kindle. They're, they You can get it in the United States, apparently. Somebody did order one from Amazon in the United States. So, uh, yeah, Brilliant. it can be got. Good. Well... We are both fans of meditation. What I think would be really helpful is just for us to chat about the actual practice of meditation. There are a lot of misconceptions about what meditation is and also a bit of confusion about what we're actually trying to achieve when we meditate. So I wonder if, Giles, you could give some thoughts for our listeners. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I think meditation often conjures up all sorts of ideas, you know, that it's is uh, something for very, very special and very spiritual people. Um, the, this idea that, that somehow you have to uh, sit for long periods in silence. Uh, and in reality, that's not true at all. Uh, for me, meditation is simply, um, the way I like to describe it, is making my attention uh, available to God. Um, so for me, meditation is very much about allowing myself to uh, just pay attention to the presence of God that's with us all the time anyway, mm. that's within us and around us, um, and that actually is operating in our entire lives without us necessarily being aware of it. Um, I think most people find that the best way to meditate is to be quiet, um, although some people also like to meditate with music or or perhaps have some form of guided meditation. But, but ultimately what we're aiming for is uh, to reach a place of quiet uh, where we can notice... Uh, the presence of God and uh, the Christ in us, um, who who is our, you know our deepest identity. Um, so for me, sitting down for a period of time, it doesn't necessarily have to be very long. It could be ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Uh, it can be longer, and literally just allowing ourselves to be aware, mm-hmm. just perhaps. Um, paying attention to our breathing, paying attention to what's going on in our body is a good start point. But what our intention is, is to uh, let our our gaze, if you like, our, our attention uh, rest on God. Mm. Yeah. I come across a number of people who feel that meditation is something they, they can't do because their minds are just too busy. Um, they, they've tried yeah. it and it doesn't work for them. Yeah. And what, what would you what would you say to I, somebody like yeah. that who who probably is anxious and stressed, but just yes. feels they can't they can't sit down and meditate? Mm-hmm. I think there's a common misconception that meditation is about stopping thinking, and uh, mm. of course it isn't because that's that's completely impossible. There is no way to stop thinking. Our brains are continually active. There's a whole stream of thoughts and feelings and impulses that are constantly going on in our brains mm-hmm. um the the problem is that they grab our attention yeah um and so the purpose of meditation really is to take a step back from the thoughts and the feelings uh, perhaps the physical sensations everything that's going on in our minds to take a step back from it and observe it mm. uh, this is this is the kind of mindfulness thing and as we observe what we begin to realize is that um, the thoughts and the feelings and the things that seem so important to us in our everyday lives and seem so distracting in our everyday lives are not all that there is going on in us and around us. Mm. There's something deeper. There's something more profound that's happening within us and around us. And and it's the experience of that profound, that depth, um, which... We, we think of as, as encountering God. Yep. Um, 
and and gradually what happens is we don't we don't try to stop thinking what we what we learn to do is to disengage from the thoughts so they're kind of they're kind of running on a bit like a river mm. um you know without us whereas we are focused our intention and our attention is focused on the source of the river yeah um who's who is god obviously mm. yeah something that you said in our last podcast which i really liked was not being at the mercy of well you used it was i think we were talking about feelings at the time but i guess feelings yes. thoughts they're all interlinked and it's not being at the mercy of particularly negative and stressful and traumatic memories yeah. thoughts and emotions yeah yeah i think that's right so often we're driven by those things we're also however driven by the positive thoughts and feelings as well it's you know the other classic thing that happens for people when they sit down to meditate is they suddenly get a wonderful idea mm. about something or a, or a very happy thought and the next thing they know they're off in some lovely daydream about mm. uh, about this happy thought or this wonderful idea um and they feel very content and and very pleased but the truth is they've not really meditated because they've not they're still being driven by the thought processes yes yes and still being driven by the feelings sure. um so the the idea really is is to try to uh try to change our focus entirely to become um witnesses of what is going on mm. uh but not participate in what is going on in sure. our heads yeah I was interested in the fact that you were saying that your preference is simply stillness, not necessarily with guidance, not necessarily with music or or whatever. Mm. And I, I sort of tend to think we're perhaps to a degree we're different. People are different. I, I feel like I'm I'm in I'm in a different place sometimes at different times. And there are there yeah. are times when I actually find it very easy to sit down and still my mind and observe my thoughts. Um, there are other times when, yeah, my mind is just all over the place. It's sort of about, it's, sort of, it's like what we were talking about earlier. But for me, in times like that, particularly if I've had a very busy day or if I've got a lot that I'm trying to deal with in my mind, at those times, actually having a guided meditation is for me very helpful. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, and, and then what I try and do in those situations is maybe listen to a guided meditation and follow that with a period of complete stillness yes. in terms of sounds that I'm listening to. Yes, I, I think that's very common. And, and I think there is definitely a place for guided meditation. Um, I, I think it can be very helpful for people, particularly when they're starting out, or as you say, particularly when they've got a lot on their plate and a lot of things to think about, and it becomes very hard to just just enter that place of peace and quiet. Um, I think mm. that is exactly when a guided meditation, you know, somebody somebody just talking you through, uh, perhaps with some some background sound, some sound from nature or something like that, uh, can be really helpful to get us into that place of peace and quiet um, and then follow that with a period of stillness. I know at times in the past with some of my clients, I've recorded the meditations. Um, but always what we do is we we start, I start by talking and perhaps asking mm -hmm. them to think about something or just just a little bit of visual imagery, peaceful visual imagery. And then we fall silent for a bit and, and we just have silence mm. for a while because all 
all the time the the intention is to get beyond the words beyond the thoughts um but the words can can take us there sure yeah absolutely and um of course this podcast uh, and or the video recording is is out of our ministry live from rest and um we have the live from rest app but mm. one of the, the the phrases that one of the one of the catchphrases we use for it is we developed this app because we needed it. We think you might need it too. Yes, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I have to say, even even having practiced meditation now fairly regularly for about five years, actually probably a bit, bit more, for me certainly the, the use of, of of guided guided meditations does help. But yeah, I I like it very often when I can do meditations with no guidance or minimum minimal guidance yeah charles um i know you also encourage many of your um clients to use the jesus prayer don't you when you're doing meditation i do yes yes yeah so do you want to talk to us a little bit about the jesus prayer yeah the jesus prayer is a is a very simple prayer it's probably one of the oldest christian prayers um that we know about um its use certainly dates back to around the third century with the, the the desert mothers and fathers who who went off out into the desert really to be free of the distractions of society and and to look for God. Um, but again, there are thoughts that it goes back perhaps even earlier than that. It was um, uh, it's it's still used very widely in some sections of the church, the Eastern Orthodox Church in particular, use it, and it's a very short little phrase. Um, there are a number of versions mm -hmm. of that phrase, and it it really consists of just mentally repeating uh, a simple little one line prayer, um, which is "Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy," which is the form that I use, the form I was taught, and the form that I use. Mm. Um, there are other forms. Uh, uh, one of the traditional forms says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, I prefer not to use that. Uh, mm. Certainly with my clients, most of them already feel bad enough about themselves. Mm. You know, they don't need to be reminded that they do things wrong. Right. Um, but they may, um, you know, they, what they do need to know is the the power of Jesus in their lives. For sure. Um and the wonderful thing about this prayer is it's it's not a mantra as such mm. uh, you know it's not a uh, it's a form of recollection uh, by which i mean it's sort of recalling us to the presence of god yeah um and reminding us of his nature um and so it's that you know it acknowledges jesus as lord um you know uh, lord jesus christ son of god you know it, it tells us the relationship that he's in uh with regard to the trinity and to us have mercy mm. and uh, you know by mercy if you kind of go back to the original greek that it would have been spoken in mercy just means uh everything it means compassion it means love it has all of these implications the word that's used yeah. uh, so as we say lord lord jesus christ son of god have mercy we're kind of opening ourselves up to the full power and presence of God. Absolutely. Uh, and drawing ourselves back uh, to that. Um, so normally when we practice that, I, I suggest that people do it with their breathing. Yeah. Um, 
you know so normally i i get them to imagine that they're saying on their in, on the in breath lord jesus christ and then on the out breath son of god have mercy mm. and so it's as if with every breath we're paying attention to god and just connecting with him in our hearts um it's interesting that in the Eastern Orthodox Church, they it's actually known as the prayer of the heart, uh-huh. uh, which I think is a wonderful, wonderful phrase because mm, they they, ha- like they that. say that this is the thing that turns the heart so much to God. Yeah, uh, and it's certainly something I've used in my life for many, many years. Yeah, um, and I I will often say that for a period of time, and then simply fall silent and have mm. a period of silence after that. Excellent. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. it's not a mantra. It really is. You use the word connection. It's a form of connection, isn't it? It's, well, it's an aid yeah. to connection, shall I say. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I think also the, the point about it is that it, you know, you know, a mantra, um, the, the difference between a mantra that, that we find sometimes in Eastern religions is that a mantra is supposed to have power in itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas... A prayer such as the Jesus prayer, and there are others um, that are used. I, I know that one Christian meditation tradition uses the the word Maranatha, come Lord, mm-hmm. um, in, in Aramaic, and they use that word. There, there, there are other ones as well. Uh, the point about that is, it's not. We don't see it as being uh, like a magic spell. It's not powerful in itself, no. but what it does is it. It's a declaration of our intention. Yeah. And it's a declaration of connection. Definitely. Uh, and that's, I think, what makes the difference. Mm. We, um, my wife and I very recently um, did, a, did a webinar where my wife was speaking on identity and knowing who we are as children of God. And uh, one of the mm. questions that we didn't really answer was how do we receive, and, and in particular it was this sort of receive the truth in in this in the, in respect of the of the message that Lucinda was giving, how do we receive the the knowledge that we're children of God? Um, but um, yeah, I, I I I feel that what we're talking about here is is an act of receiving as well, isn't it? We're we're, we're connecting with God and we're receiving. Yes. And so in the in 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 what we're talking about now, we're just receiving the presence of Jesus, aren't we? We're we're focusing on His presence. And we're, we're saying a prayer mm. that helps us to connect with his presence and the knowledge of, of his of his nearness. That's right. And I, I think, yeah, I, I guess um, we, well, perhaps we can talk a little bit about other prayers and, and phrases and how they're used. I tend to quite often just find myself saying, thank you, Father. Um, yeah. It depends what I've been meditating on. As I say, I quite like listening to, to having guided mm. meditations and having a focus on on a scriptural truth and and then just just letting that truth echo in my mind not necessarily verbalizing it in my mind but having an awareness of what i've just received yeah and just saying thank you father or even the name jesus and receiving that there there is a there is a, a literal receiving isn't there when when we're yes. engaged in this practice i i think absolutely it's, i think the the point is we have a very personal relationship with god and therefore it's it's a very personal and very very alive connection um i th- i think i think the great thing about this type of prayer is that it however it does also help us do 
what all good meditation does, which is get away from that or just disconnect slightly from that everyday thinking. And so it engages our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very simple. We're not we're not sort of demanding anything. We're not petitioning. We're not, um, you know, we're, we're all we're doing is acknowledging connection. Yeah. Um, you know, and acknowledging our, our need of him, um, our dependence upon him, but also at the same time acknowledging his, his love and mercy towards us, yeah. which I think is wonderful. I mean, I know a number of people just like to use the word Abba, Father, yeah. you know, Abba, yeah, just Abba, mm. um, which I, I think is a, is, is, a, is a great one. And another one that I like particularly is, um, uh, that apparently Hebrew scholars believe that the the personal name of God Yahweh um, is connected originally to the sound of breathing. Mm. Um, this idea of you know the breath of God that moves across the face of the waters, the spirit of God that moves across the face of the waters, and they 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 talk about it being the mm. <sighs> <laughs> this this sort of in breath and out breath, mm. and so one that I, I sometimes like to use as so simple is to simply sit and listen to the sound of my breathing, and hear the Yahweh as I breathe in and out. Mm. This sense of God breathing His life into us and through us, yeah, uh, which I think is, is a very again is a very powerful way of connecting and praying. Yeah, it really is. Wow. Another thought I just got on the practicality of using a word or a phrase or a prayer rep- repetitively is, um, is is that it doesn't have to be sort of religiously continual with every breath. And if you've oh no, if you've missed some breaths that you've or think oh I messed up, because I, I suppose I know in my practice I will often have a phrase whether it's thank you just the name of Jesus and it'll be on my mind or my heart for a while and then. I'll probably go into a period of stillness and and then it'll come back again. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are a number of things that can happen in a practical sense. When when I'm teaching people to meditate, uh, one of the things I often say is, you know, you will find that you get distracted at times. Mm. Uh, You'll find that, you know, there you are, you're sitting, being still, perhaps you're doing the Jesus prayer or the Yahweh prayer, whichever it is, and you'll suddenly find that you're thinking about what you're having for dinner tonight. And your mind has gone off somewhere. You've got caught up in the stream of thoughts. Uh, And what I would say to them is don't give yourself a hard time at that point. Just when you notice that you've become distracted, just gently bring yourself back to the prayer or to the breathing or whatever it is that's, that's there helping you focus your awareness on God. Uh, yeah, just gently absolutely. bring yourself back. And then what happens sometimes is, as you've just described, that sometimes you don't get distracted, but the 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 prayer drops away. Yeah. And you find that it just drops. Mm. And there is just a place of quiet and peace where you're there with God. God's there with you. You're intimately connected at that point. Yeah. Just enjoying that that peace together. And then very gradually, sometimes the prayer will come back. Um, or perhaps not. Perhaps that's mm-hmm. it for your meditation session for the day. Yeah. Great. Well, Giles, I, I think we'll probably call call it a day there. We could be 
probably talking about this for so much more. It might could maybe we could plan another session and even take I'd people through through a um a meditation. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um using perhaps the Jesus prayer. Yeah, that would be great sometime. But thank you yeah. so much That'd for joining me once again. And I know we've had a lot of good feedback and um, great feedback from your first podcast. And um, I'm no, I've got no doubt people will enjoy this. So thank you so much for joining me. And we look forward to catching up another time. And thank you, Steve. You take care. I trust you enjoyed that interview and found it helpful. Before you go, let me give a one-off plug for a very special online store set up by my daughter, Bethany. And you can find it on houseoffigs.co.uk. House of Figs is an online store selling handmade, consciously sourced home and beauty products. Each product is made uniquely and supports small businesses. Use the code LIVEFROMREST at checkout and get 10% off. You'll find some wonderful gift ideas and Bethany is happy to ship her products worldwide. So thanks so much for joining us and I do look forward to being back with you very soon. Bye for now.